Good morning. Welcome to our worship service this morning. Pastor Cordell is enjoying some quality family time, so I will be leading our service today. Are there any announcements or prayer concerns today? Yeah, Mary. Um, after today, we're going to start getting the church ready for Bible school. So we just need to move a couple things out from the lower narthex and maybe some, some folks could stay afterwards. The two, those mauve chairs, we need to move those to another area. And of course, um, we'll be taking down that veterans board and, and putting that away because we need that area. So things might look a little different when you get here next week for, for church, but we're going to start that grade for Bible school. So it's, it starts next Monday, not tomorrow, but the next Monday. So we'll be in here so soon. So we just need to get some things cleared out of the way and we'll be ready to go. Yeah, John. Dave Thomas, uh, outside of town here, is having an open heart on the 14th. So. Okay, we'll keep him in our prayers. Any other announcements or prayer requests? Yeah, Gary. I just want to thank everyone for their caring about my possible heart attack. If there's nothing else, we will be using the service of the word today. We haven't used this in quite some time. It is um, page 211 in your hymnal. We, it's, it's still be familiar to you, but it's been a while since we used it. But we will be using this service throughout the summer months on non-communion Sundays. So if there's nothing else, let us prepare our hearts and minds for worship. Congregation, please rise. In the name of the Father, 
and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captives. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God, and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, 
and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. O oh God, you are the source of life and the ground of our being. By the power of your Spirit, bring healing to this wounded world and raise us to the new life of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Hosea. I will return again to my place until they acknowledge their guilt and seek my face. In their distress, they will beg my favor. Come. Let us return to the Lord, for it is he who has torn, and he who will heal us. 
He has struck down, and he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up, that we may live before him. Let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. His appearing is as sure as the dawn. He will come to us like showers, like the spring rains that water the earth. What shall I do to you? Shall I do with you, O Ephraim? What shall I do with you, O Judah? Your love is like a morning cloud, like the dew that goes away early. Therefore, I have hewn them by the prophets. I have killed them by the words of my mouth, and my judgment goes forth as the light. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. The word of the Lord. Our psalm today is Psalm 50, verses 7 through 15. Listen, my people, and I will speak. Israel, I will bear witness against you, for I am God, your God. I do not accuse you because of your sacrifices. Your burnt offerings are always before me. I will not accept a calf from your stalls, nor goats from your pens. For all the wild animals of the forest are mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird of the mountains, and the creatures of the fields are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the whole world is mine, and all that is in it. Do you think I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and make good your vows to the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall honor me. A reading from Romans. The promise that he would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or to his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. If it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, neither is there violation. For this reason, it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham. For he is the father of all of us. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead, and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Hoping against hope, he believed that he would become the father of many nations, according to what was said, so numerous shall your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was already as good as dead, for he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, being fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Therefore, his faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now the words, it was reckoned to him, were, not written, were written not for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be reckoned to us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was handed over to death for our trespasses and was raised for our justification. The word of the Lord.
Gospel according to St. Matthew. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he got up and followed him. And as he sat at dinner in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard this, he said, Those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. While he was saying these things to them, suddenly a leader of the synagogue came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died. But come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. And Jesus got up and followed him with his disciples. Then suddenly a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhaging for twelve years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. For she had said to herself, If only I touch his cloak, I will be made well. Jesus turned, and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. When Jesus came to the leader's house and saw the flute players in the crowd making a commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her hand, and the girl got up. And the report of this spread throughout that district. The Gospel of the Lord. When I'm asked to lead the service, I try to get the um, scriptures well in advance so I can think about it, and that was the case with this. And then, as it so happens, I jotted down the notes this morning. So, <laughs> now that I hadn't been thinking about it a long time, but, but it didn't come together as I expected. I did do some research, though, and... Um, found a sermon that I liked that somebody else had prepared and I thought I would share it this morning. I was concerned it was rather long, so my intent was to try to condense it. But um, God works in mysterious ways. We typically um, complain when our computers don't want to operate as we think they should. And as much as I tried to send this from my phone to the computer so I could print it, it would not work. So I think God was talking to me there and saying, no, you don't want to use that. So you can be thankful that I'm not using that like, long sermon. <laughs> but I think that is kind of connected to my message today in that God does speak to us. He does lead us. He does um, help us in times of need. And, and sometimes it's not what we expect, but, but there's always that, that, that guidance, that help. And um, I think that hearing that message that is, the, is related to our faith, and it's, it's our faith that helps us to hear that message. So the closest that the Bible comes to offering an exact definition of faith is in the book of Hebrews in the 11th chapter. It says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. 
From this passage, we see that the central feature of faith is confidence and trust. In the Oxford Dictionary, faith is defined in general terms as complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And so often is the case when I look at definitions, and then I have to look further because, okay, trust, what's that? <laughs> well, trust is defined as a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. So in the reading from Romans today, Paul identifies God as he who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that is quite the ability and shows quite strength. <laughs> so I think this is someone that I can put my trust in. In the passage from Paul's letter to the Romans, Paul is discussing faith versus law. And in doing so, in this particular case, he's using Abraham as an example. Paul says, for the purpose that he would inherit the world did not, excuse me, for the promise that he would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or to his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. A little side note in the sermon that I'm not giving, <laughs> um, the preacher pointed out that Moses did not receive the law until 430 years after Abraham lived. So I think that's a little interesting point. You know, Abraham wasn't righteous by the law. He was through faith. The law didn't even exist in Abraham's time. But thinking of the faith of Abraham and the, how he demonstrated his faith, you know, um, not only did he take God's word saying, hey, although you're old and your wife's infertile, you're going to be the father of many nations. And he believed that. And he had faith in that. Once that heir was born, what did he do? God said, oh, sacrifice him. And he did. I mean, he went to. God stopped it. But what incredible faith. To, wow, God said it, so I have faith in God. I'm going to do it. In the gospel reading, there are a couple more examples of faith. The leader of the synagogue states very matter-of-factly, Jesus, lay your hands on her and she'll live. And the woman there in the crowd, her faith is so strong that she states without doubt, if she can only touch his cloak, she'll be healed. Now just before the woman touched Jesus' cloak, Jesus had been dining at the tax player's house, the tax collector's house. And the Pharisees, they were kind of bothered by this because a righteous person would not associate with tax collectors and sinners. And when the Pharisees asked why he eats with tax collectors and sinners, what did Jesus respond? Well, I didn't come for the righteous. I came for the sinners. We are those sinners. But we have been made righteous through our baptism. When we became children of God, we received the promise of righteousness given by God through the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. God loved his creation so much that he sacrificed his own son for its salvation. 
And all we have to do is believe. And that is the foundation of our faith, our trust in God. God loves me so much, he sacrificed his son for my salvation. So how could I not trust in him when things aren't going well? It is only human to worry and fret over the many things that occur in our life. Rather, it's be financial troubles, illness, strained relationships, or a kid that is out past curfew. But why? We confess to have faith in the God who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. We confess to have faith in the God who sacrificed his son that we may live and then brought him back to life. I have faith in that, and yet I'm going to not trust him enough to place my worries in his hands? No. As it says in Psalm 50, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall honor me. I know God is there waiting for me to discuss it with him when I have troubles. And I know that when I discuss it with him, I can trust him to provide the right outcome. It may not be what I thought was the right outcome, but I have faith in God's plan. At the beginning of the gospel reading this morning, Jesus says to Matthew just two little words, follow me. And Matthew got up and followed him. Jesus is saying those same words to us. It's really that simple. Place your faith and confidence in Jesus. Follow him. I pray that all will find the faith of Abraham, of Matthew, of the synagogue leader, of the lady in the crowd. And that through these examples, we'll learn to trust God when faced with the circumstances that surround us. And through that trust, experience the healing and peace that only God can provide. Amen. <laughs>
us stand and confess together the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered and crucified, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended to heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living. With the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, let us pray for the church, those in need, and all of God's creation. O Lord, strike down and you heal. Though we justly deserve your wrath for our sin, revive us and raise us up, that we may live before you forever. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, you desire steadfast love and that your people would know you. Bless pastors, teachers, and all church workers that your word would sound forth in abundance. Open the ears of all who hear to acknowledge your steadfast love. Lord, in your mercy. Father in heaven, by your grace, Abraham did not weaken in faith, but trusted your promises. Strengthen parents to persist in their callings and train their children in your word and ways. Defend them from discouragement and apathy, and convince them that you can do what you have promised. Lord, in your mercy. Creator of all things, you call into existence what does not exist, and govern it for good. Remember those who have given authority among the nations, especially our President Joseph and our Governor Richard Michael that the laws they administer might reflect your order and maintain peace. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, your Son came to heal the sick and forgive sinners. Hear our prayers for those who suffer in any way. Today we pray especially for Charlie, for Jane, for Linda and Nancy, for Allison, for Linda, for Steve and Roxanne, for Rose, Marilyn, Tony and Carolyn, for Amanda, and for Dave. Restore them according to your gracious will and strengthen their faith in your faithfulness and love. Lord, in your mercy. Holy Father, receive our thanks for your kindness to Abraham, Sarah, and all the saints who have gone before us. Preserve us in faith and in righteousness that we too may give you glory now and forever. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share that peace with one another.
Let us pray. Praise and thanks to you, holy God, for by your word you made all things. You spoke light into darkness, called forth beauty from chaos, and brought life into being. For your word of life, O God. By your word, you called your people Israel to tell of your wonderful gifts, freedom from captivity, water on the desert journey, a pathway home from exile, wisdom for life with you. For your word of life, O God. Through Jesus, your word made flesh, you speak to us and call us to witness. Forgiveness through the cross, life to those entombed by death the way of your self-giving love, for your word of life, O God. Send your spirit of truth, O God. Rekindle your gifts within us. Renew our faith, increase our hope, and deepen our love for the sake of a world in need. Faithful to your word, O God, draw near to all who call on you, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory forever. Amen. Amen. Gathered by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as the Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those against us, and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen.
Go in peace, faithfully serving the Lord.